Welcome back to Buck Naked. And Amy. Let's go. What a great day it is. Why is it a great day? Because it's a day that we continue in the word and we know the truth and the truth makes us free. As we continue, this is a, 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 a day full of momentum, a day full of excitement, a day full of celebration because 27 years ago today, hey, on December 8th, you and I got married. Love and marriage. I don't know love about that, but marriage. yeah. That's why I've got hearts on my shirt because oh. I'm so in love. I feel like okay, I'm in a Hallmark movie. Okay, a little movie. cheesy. And I've got all of this and I've got you. <gasps> my dream man in a plaid shirt. Okay. See, is that a Hallmark finish? A little strange, <laughs> but hey, whatever. So we are going to talk all about today love and marriage. Things we wish we would have done different. Things that we fought about. Things that we would have told our younger self. So today, this is the special anniversary edition. I like it. <laughs> anniversary edition. You I know, need a little more excitement from well, you. Well, <laughs> when, when I love this, when Casey was here, he said to me, I want to encourage you to stay married to the same wife and pastor the same church your whole life. And Ooh. I said, that's kind of profound, you know, but it's true. I want to, that's one of my goals. That's actually my first goal. I want to stay married to the same wife and I want to pastor the same church till the end of my life. And what a goal. But, but how do you do that? Like, how do you go the distance? How, how did we go the distance? <laughs> um, I think, I don't know. That's hard. <laughs> Forgiveness. <laughs> yeah, but Mercy. I, I think you start with one word. You Tenderness. know, people say this is, you know, like, hey, hearts and love, kind of cheesy Hallmark stuff. Um, uh, do you have a problem with that? Yeah, kind of weird Hallmarky. <laughs> you know, that's so fake. They come back. The, the attorney comes back from the city. He's always a loser. <laughs> the guy with no money was always the winner. The horse comes back. I've got back. the horse in the they backyard. They get married. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. that's not the way. It, that's not the way it's, it's worked out reality. for us. The way it's worked out for us is <laughs> is great victory, problem, 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 victory, <laughs> next level. <laughs> so, but I, I think the word would have to be most of all to really understand what Romans 4, 4 says when it says the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. And you have to somehow get the love that God put in your heart to act it out every day when you don't feel like it. Ooh. I think that would be one of the greatest, uh, greatest, how do you manifest the love of God? Mm. Why'd you stop so abruptly? Well, Look because at me. It's, it's, how do you manifest the love of God? I was going to ask God? you the question. Well, here's, what we're supposed to do on TV? Anyway. Here's what you do. How do you manifest? You just, you die a thousand deaths. I mean, really, you've got to die to yourself. You've got to die to your flesh. You've got to die to all of your demands, your desire. I mean, you just got to, honestly, this sounds so cheesy again, but you've got to just try to outserve each other, you know, out forgive each other. Um, you know, recently, you know, you had a busy day and you had a lot going on and you needed me to serve you. And I was like, oh, I've been sick four times in 27 years. And well, I wasn't going to say was how whiny you were. I couldn't move. <laughs> I can barely talk. <laughs> I was like, OK, well, I'll just stop my whole world and we'll die. 
I just wanted Die. some tea. I wanted her to bring me I some mean, tea. That was demanding. After the soup and after the grilled cheese. <laughs> anyway, okay, we need to move on because this is about love and marriage. So what would you tell your younger self after we edit that? You blow your nose. <laughs> I'm crying, man. I'm getting choked <laughs> okay, up. Okay, wait, Can't let's start that love? again. <laughs> My God, 27 years. Thank you, God. But listen, I think I go back to, again, that word in 1 Corinthians 13, agape. You know, you, you many people get married for, you know, the phileo, brotherly love. Okay, we're going to kind of hang out and get along. The eros, the sexual love, the Hallelujah. Storge, the family love. But the, the highest type of love is agape. It's the God kind of love that's in us. We have to make a choice every day to act that out. Without the help of the Holy Spirit, we can't do that. That's why it says, pray in the Holy Spirit, building up yourself on your most holy faith, staying in the love of God. That's the goal. Have I, have I got out a couple times in 27 years? Yes, more than I'd like to admit. But we always go back to this, love is kind, love is not rude, love is, love is not easily offended, love believes the best of every person, love's hopes are fadeless, uh, does deals with everything and it says love never quits one translation so wow. i think that's when you have that love of god in your heart it's not you doing it now you have to do it don't get me wrong but when you know that love is in you, you're not yielding to the anger to the to the animosity to the hurt to the offense you're yielding to the love of God and the Holy Spirit helps you to go the distance. And really you get to a point where it gets better and better and better and better. Right. It really does. I mean, I didn't know I I my younger self, I'm not sure I understood the longevity of when I said I do and that, you know, divorce is not an option. Murder. No D yes. word. No divorce. No, no. don't mention the D. We word don't ever. say the D word ever. Because number one, if you say that word, you're speaking that life. And, into and, your and you're dumb. Really, really dumb. Dumb and divorce. You don't want yeah. that. No, don't, you want. Don't don't say divorce. Thank ever. God, too, for fresh starts for those it's that have been and divorced. And man, God has a plan and you can move forward. But one thing I would tell my it. younger self, Rick Renner did a teaching on a no strife policy. And when I heard it, it all of these dots started connecting. I thought if I could go back and I could change one thing, absolutely one thing, it would be, I would say absolutely no, zero strife ever because, and I, here's what you can do. You, you don't have to just stay there and fight about it. We used to just stay there and just duke it out and give all of our opinions and one gets louder than the next. And just because like you're Italian and loud and I'm like a drama queen. So it just got loud. But it might get loud. I have to read you this because in James 3.16, and here's the scripture. For where there is envying and strife, there is confusion and every evil work. But the key comes to understanding exactly what strife is because it is so vile. It is so demonic. It will destroy your life. It will destroy your marriage. And it will literally bring evil into your home. So here's what it says. For where people have bitter attitudes that make them unkind, sour, sharp, sarcastic, 
scornful, cynical, mocking, contemptuous, and wounding of others. And when they are driven to see their view or agenda adopted at the expense of others, wow, and they are irritated, infuriated, irate, annoyed, provoked, fuming, incensed with others, and so blinded to the desires or needs of others that they are jockeying for some kind of advantage of position, even to the disadvantage of others, it results in anarchy and every stinking work. Doesn't that just sound like the worst? So sometimes you have to just say, we're not going to fight. We're not going there. We're not opening the door to strife in our home. Let's visit it again later, tomorrow, or in a couple of hours. Let's think about it. Let's pray about it, maybe even. And let's push strife the hell out of our home and our marriage. Wow. You know, if I had to tell my younger self something, I would say, don't be so intense. Have fun. Enjoy (laughs) the journey. So many times we were just gung ho to we were good traveling. Full bore. You always said full traveling bore. in the nations and just had to I was intense about stuff and certain things had to be certain ways and it was just chill out, man. Chill out. Just chill. calm down. Have fun. Crazy <laughs> stuff happens. Just enjoy the journey. Mm-hmm. So I would say I'm learning now more to enjoy the journey. And I think my wife does bring a lot of this. Um, we're going to have fun. We're going we're gonna to have fun. And that doesn't mean we're lazy. We work really hard, but we're going to have fun doing what we do. We're going to enjoy our life. We have a grateful, we're grateful for our life. We're grateful for what we get to do in the kingdom. But we do that as one because we've been married for 27 years. We've dated for two years before that. So almost 30 years together. But I say being in together in ministry full time, it's like being married 60 years because we're (laughs) together every day. So it's interesting. What a privilege and a joy. But I will say it's been a wonderful journey and our marriage is getting better. And I believe it just gets better and better if you yield to the word of God and your love for each other gets stronger and stronger. And there's nothing that can separate you. When you've been through chaos together and buildings together and homes together and, and hiring staff, losing staff, people living, people dying, people, you just you join together. Betrayals, you walk through betrayals together. Um, it's, it's, it's emotional. But you come home and you make a determination that I have God. He's always for me. I have the Holy Spirit. I have my family. I have my wife. And guess what? Other people get to bounce in and out of your life. But when you made a covenant and a commitment, you know, we're going to be here together. And there's no devil in hell that can stop us when we are as one. You almost feel like you can do, do about anything when you do it together. Well, two will put, one will put 1,000 to flight. Two will put 10,000 to flight. You know, really, Ed Young coined a phrase that I have come to love, and it's brutal. You know, marriage really is brutal. It's sometimes it's brutal, and you got to work through hard things, and there's hard seasons, and then it's beautiful at the same time. But I would say, 
um, expect the best. Look for the best because if you, what you look for is what you'll see. What you look for is what you'll find. What you look for is what you're going to live out. So I would say just believe God and just learn how to play with pain. You well, talk about that a lot. Well, it's, it's, it's ministry, it's marriage, it's life. You know, they say in the NFL, the average NFL football player, we look at them like these guys that have played, what, 12, 15 years, uh, you know, Tom Brady type guys. And, and they, they play play forever. Terrible. And, and then we look at the average NFL player lasts three and a half to four years, average player. They make so much. Most of them end up in divorce. And it's interesting that if you talk to any NFL player, they say, in order to play in the NFL, you got to learn to play with pain. So you're going to learn to play with bruises, with bumps, with hurts, with cuts, with bones that are, are you know, <laughs> very, maybe concussions, maybe you just got to learn how to play with pain. And you're not healed, mm -hmm. but you go into the next week's game and you're getting, you're getting crushed. And so I think the mindset of the Bible is when Jacob got up one day, and he wrestled with that angel all night. And, and he like was going to take the angel out until the angel smote his hip. And then he knocked his hip out of joint. And he got up and he started walking off. And it says that day forward, he walked with a limp. I feel like in the kingdom and in marriage, we're kind of walking with a limp. That, that we're dependent on God. And that we're playing with pain. And so we wake up. Part of that is we communicate. Man, how'd you feel about that? I don't know. You have to talk. You have to get some counseling. Yeah. Talk to a counselor. Work it out. Communicate with your wife. But you can't repress. You can't hold all that in. And, and you really got to say, this is how I felt. Mm -hmm. Not angrily, but you say, hey, this is the way I felt. When, 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 and, and you don't do it anger and abuse. And my wife says sometimes, babe, when you said that, I felt this and I feel like a worm. I'm like, dear <laughs> God, I didn't know that would have made you feel that way. But guess what? Cause she didn't yell and, and, and was mean. I'm just like, I got to tune that up a little. And then I say the same, I say, Hey babe, you know, when this or this didn't work out and we try to communicate in that way. And really you have to just. Sometimes you can't ever communicate your way out of the situation. You just have to forgive. Well, I think about like, you know, sometimes you just see things differently. Like, let's say we're going to be on time. Oh, no. <laughs> let's say. Where's the BS buzzer? <laughs> we need to be on time. But my on time is the actual on time. His on time is about a half hour early. So our on times are always off. And she's always late. And he's always too early. And I'm so always too hot. What's our solution? And she's and always too, too cold. cold. And I say potato, you say? I say I just want potato. a hot cooked meal, and she wants a tomato soup. And, and I say, sandwich. let's go out. And it's awesome. No, but I do want to just talk to some women right now. And I know that there are women that are struggling, they're disappointed, they're discouraged. Um, marriage isn't what you were expecting and you're, you're thinking, is this my life? Is this all there is? Am I stuck? And I just want to encourage you to be tender to one another, 
to be kind to one another, to be compassionate towards each other. And I want to remind you that he is someone's son. And he is also God's son. And one day I will stand before Jesus and I will give an account for how I treated his son. And so I just want to encourage you to shift your thinking a little bit, not about how all of my needs aren't getting met, how annoying he is, how disappointed I am. But Proverbs 31 says this, her husband trusts her completely. He entrusts his heart to her. With her, he has everything that he needs. She does bring him good and not harm for as long as she lives all the days of her life. And I think for me, that's an end goal. And I'm not going to get to that end goal if I am not tender and kind and compassionate towards this man who is the son of my mother-in-law, who is a son of God. So just keep that in perspective as you're working through things. And as you work through things, I'm thankful that my wife has been my biggest cheerleader. She has been the biggest helpmate. You know, the, the Bible's real clear on this. It's not good that man should be alone. Not at all. It's just not good. It's not. And, and then after, after you're alone for a while, get married, and then it's not good that you just stay you too. You got to do what Genesis says, be fruitful and Children. multiply so and can. have some kids so you can work the selfishness out of you. <laughs> And then you have a few kids and you realize, man, wow. this is wild how this works. This family comes together and now I got to get up in the middle of the night and do something I didn't want to do. And you got to put your flesh under. But I can tell you that working together as a team, as one, this is God's plan. And really a marriage that's beautiful and gets along and just one of the greatest representations of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in the scriptures, he tells in Ephesians 5, I'm not talking to you about marriage. I'm using it as an illustration to talk to you about the church, how he loved the church and gave himself for it. This also is how you ought to treat your wife, to lay down your life for her. When you understand the scriptures, it just makes everything better. The truth in your marriage, the word of God working in your marriage, it makes you work together. And as we get older, uh, I'm realizing I want to bless her more. I want to I want to give her more encouraging words. I want to see her prosper. I want to see her blessed. I want to see her in her career go forward. And so it's just this giving and laying down your life for one another that I believe makes marriage what it's called to be. And these 27 years, yeah, we've worked through some stuff, but I can tell you it gets better every single day. When you do it God's way, you look back and you go, wow, we went that far together and it's only the beginning. What an encouragement. The naked truth is, is that love and marriage is God's plan, God's design, and it'll get better and better all the days of your life. We did it. 27, 27 years, years of celebration. Baby. I'm grateful for you. And oh, I'm getting away from my microphone, but little kiss. 27 years, honestly, of God's faithfulness. And I believe he'll do the same for you. For so whatever you. you're going through today in your marriage, you can do it. Give it to God. Quit. Communicate Forgive. well and have some be sex. Be tender. Be kind. Yes. Have some naked truth. Let's go and, and do it often. 
and walk in love toward one another. And we need to go. No, we're not done yet. Yes. This is naked truth. And so I want to encourage you. <laughs> God's for you. Don't say the D word. Don't give up on each other. Don't keep, get in strife. Keep walking in love. Keep walking in forgiveness. Guard your heart <laughs> with all diligence. Out of it flows the issues of life. And you can grow as one. And that's the naked truth. Let's go. Ow.